Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Vigilant Geek Podcast. My name is Andrew Puzak uh, from Vigilant Geek Media, and with me, as always, is... Holden Arm of Vigilant Geek Media. And today, with a special guest... Introduce yourself. I'm Nathan Burke, not of Vigilant Geek Media, but of Hotcast Studio, where uh, we record Vigilant Geek. He's also podcast. a New England comic. Yes, <laughs> New England comic. And uh, and today, uh, and today we're doing a very special episode here on the Vigilant Geek, uh, where we are going to uh, discuss our uh, favorite epic video games of all time. Mm-hmm. This uh, this episode will be centered uh, solely around video games and gaming and things of that sort. Uh, we're talking everything from uh, the original uh, Nintendo and Sega Genesis, uh, all the way up through the ranks to Xbox One and PS4, uh, and not negating uh, any PC games as well. Uh, it's probably pretty fair to say we're mostly console guys though oh yeah uh i'm particularly a console guy but i do have uh i got a few pc games on my list as well uh but yeah we figured that this would be a great way to uh uh branch out a little bit broaden the horizons of the vigilant geek as a whole and uh have a little fun here uh Discussing uh, some of the games that we grew up with and still play to this day. Because you don't want to grow up too fast. No. And I still do go back and play some of the games that we're definitely going to talk about. As do I. Mm-hmm. Oh, I know you do. <laughs> you have a nice little setup. Yeah, I'm a big vintage video game guy. Uh, um, now, we... Uh, you have some systems. You have like you have a few systems set up, right? Uh, oh, yeah. Well, You got like most of them, right? At the Vigilant Geek headquarters, uh, located in Peabody, Massachusetts, uh, I got, uh, Nintendo, Super NES, uh, GameCube, Nintendo GameCube, uh, PlayStation 3 and Xbox. So I got, I got a nifty little setup yeah. going on over there. Yeah, not bad at all. Yeah. I only have, uh, I think right now all I have really set up, plugged in, ready to go is a PS3 and, uh, Wii U. Oh, yeah, I wish I had a Wii. Oh, I have an N64, too. I forgot to mention ah. that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I own most of those. It's just uh, one life event after another kind of left me high and dry. Uh, the only things I'm really rocking lately are the PS4, and then I got a PS3 and mm-hmm. uh, close by. Yeah, we use the next-gen system I have. It's, I mean, if you can even consider it a next-gen system. It's more of just an advancement on the Wii. But uh, The Wii U? Woo! Yeah. Wii U! Um, I, w- I would like a P- It's like if Ric Flair uh, uh, created a gaming console, it would mm. just be called the <laughs> Get it? That's what he does? <laughs> yes, I get it. Of course. <laughs> Nathan gets it. I get it. Uh, Woo! Anyways, All right. um, so I guess uh, the best way to kick this off would to be uh, let's go around and talk about some of our... Uh, Honorable mentions here, and then uh, once we're done uh, talking about those, we can uh, then go around and discuss our top five games of all time. We each uh, each of us today have picked five of our favorite, all-time favorite video mm-hmm. games. So that's any console or PC or whatever. 
but first, uh, let's uh, start with you, Holden, and, and let's talk about some of your uh, some of the games you love but didn't make the top five. Yeah, I mean it's kind of hard. I spent most of uh, my young impressionable years in front of a screen with a controller in my hand, so it's kind of hard to pick your favorites. It's like if I had children, it'd be hard to be like. Yes, you're my favorite. And then the other kids get jealous. Only in this case, they're not kids. They're just <laughs> software on discs, mostly. Or cartridges. <laughs> I don't want to give it away. No, then the, the ones in cartridges might... Yeah, they're not getting jealous. Anyway, uh, my honorable mentions. Um, let's see. For the first one I'd like to discuss would be Borderlands 2. I have recently Ooh. spent a ton of time playing this game... It's got um, the stories extremely well written. The voiceovers are kick-ass. Um, I remember a time when the voiceovers for video games would just be laughable and just like laughably terrible because they'd try to be real serious and then it'll just end up like bad. Oh but, yeah, I can already think in my head like a couple of good examples. Uh, of geez, that, I think like uh, the original Resident Evil had some pretty bad voiceover stuff. Yeah, <laughs> um, the the characters and the writing in Borderlands Two is amazing. I, I played a lot of Borderlands. I remember. Also. Yes, you even you you helped me uh, beat one of the uh, what was it? Um, yeah, we were playing online for a little one while. One of the expan one of the expansion packs. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was uh, was the one with like. Dr. Nerdo in the swamp or whatever. I, I forget what the hell they oh, called yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think I remember. Yeah. Uh, all in all, it just, it was really good. It had some, uh, RPG elements because each gun, it's like a, it's a first, pretty much it's a first person shooter mm-hmm. and it's kind of cell shaded so it looks pretty. And you're walking around and when you shoot somebody, the amount of damage you do is dictated and expressed through a number value that pops up over the creature that you're shooting. Yeah. And, between then it also had the system where you uh, had a skill tree for your for your character there's uh six classes and it allows you to develop each of your characters based on like how you level up and and you can develop them due to your own play style with that particular character each character is kind of zoned for special things um, i tried Playing with most of them, but most of the time I'd yeah. uh, rock out the assassin, or yeah, the siren. Yeah, I played with assassin too, and I tried the uh, the the DLC. Um, the I can't think of the name Let's of her. She was the necromancer. Necromancer. Yeah. Necromancer. Yeah. And then uh, then they had the the badass psycho. Yeah. Which I didn't uh, play with that one, no, I haven't played with him either. He just um, I don't know. For all the imagination that they have over there at Gearbox, they couldn't seem to. Come up with an idea for a fifth character. <laughs> well, you know, you also don't want to be playing around with a loose cannon. I mean, you got somebody who has, uh, you know, uh, mental deficiencies and, and, you know, you're, you're in the middle of, uh, a gunfight and you don't know what he's gonna do. You know, you may think you're controlling him, but you're not. He's crazy. Mm-hmm. He's out. He's insane. And as the late Roddy Piper would say, you do not throw rocks at a man who's, who has a machine gun. <laughs> that's uh, that's uh, R.I.P. Mr. Piper. But yeah, we miss you. But that's um, a great game. All in all, I mean, I thought the story was fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, and so many I, good sub stories too. Oh, uh, so many good and like it was like like it's just it was funny and it was well done. And I'm just kind of waiting for the true sequel because they came out with the pre sequel, mm-hmm. but. The pre-sequel's kind of underwhelming. Uh, like, I've been playing that one, too, and it's just, it's not the same. Just kind of... Yeah, I never played the pre-sequel. 
I only and I only played a, a few of the downloadable content uh, stories, but um, all in all, just a very addicting game and oh, yeah. very very fun to upgrade everything and like kind of match up all your different uh, a lot of loot, a lot of different guns. Yep, a lot of different. Um, uh, no, no, so I've actually, I actually just restarted playing that again. Um, it came. Let's see. The for PS4 they released the Handsome Collection, so it released the pre sequel mm-hmm. on one disc with. The uh, Borderlands 2 with all the expansion packs and everything. It was just yeah. like 60 bucks for everything. It was just like, yeah, I gotta have it. Yeah, so, such a good game. So that would be my first honorable mention. Um, should I just, uh, yeah, keep, keep, keep on rolling, brother. Keep going, keep going. Alright. Um, rolling. Rolling. My next honorable mention would rolling, be rolling, rolling, rolling. Mario sixty four. Uh, mm. Mario sixty four, oh, solid choice. Yep. Probably it was the probably the first true three D platformer. Um, yeah, amazing. I I used to just like obsess over this game. Like I'd like after I gotten most of the stars and beaten the game, I'd go back and I'd make sure I got like every coin in every level. Yeah, yeah. And Get uh, all the stars. And got all of them. I think it was like, what, it capped out at like 200, and then you go talk to, like, you shoot on this cannon, yeah. and you find Yoshi on top of the castle, and he just gives you 99 lives that you don't need anymore, because you just <laughs> beat the game. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I think I've gone through that and gotten all the stars like three times in my life. Like, I think I've, I think I've played through it completely like three times. Two or three times. Oh, yeah. No, it's so fun. Um... Now, I see, mean, the thing of the thing with me is back when uh, that game came out, back when N sixty four came out, even uh, I didn't have that attention span needed to play an RPG, so I didn't play a lot of R- RPGs. I play more RPGs now because I feel like as I've matured, I've gotten that attention span. Mm-hmm. I want to sit down yeah. and I want to like figure out a game. Whereas before, uh, I was mainly into to fighting games and racing games. Right, you you like want that. the immediate. Uh, uh, the immediate fix, yeah, exactly, than, than the long drawn out. Uh, yeah. But nowadays, like I, building something. Yeah, nowadays I, I like that better. I like you know and you can just look, sit back, and look at what you've created. And it, it's sometimes this it's, character that you've yeah, and, and you know sometimes it's just a beautiful thing. It really is. So I <laughs> to if I could um if I could uh, hitch my wagon to that. Idea. I, well, do you certainly. want to go go around kind of and just speaking of hitch your wagon? You just made me think of another PC game that I have to mention. <laughs> I know what you're talking about. Um, we'll get to that. I was gonna uh, say my biggest RPG, more very recent one, and almost made my top five. This is an honorable mention. Is Skyrim? I was hoping one of you guys was gonna bring that up. Yeah, I, that game's such a big addicting. deal. I I I purposefully well, I bought it right. And then I never ended up playing it, which is just as well. Well, no, hear me out. Like, I, this is back when I was in the army and I had a lot of, like, disposable income. Right, okay. But I didn't have a hell of a lot of time, so, like, my gaming choices had to be kinda, like, selective. And I knew that if I ended up actually playing that game, I'd, like, end up doing it, like, for an entire weekend and then come into work, like, completely dehydrated with, like, Mm -hmm. no sleep. (laughs) Yeah. That happened to me a few times, is just like, just playing that game, I, I went back to it a few times. It, it is like one of the biggest examples of a game that acted like a drug, where I, I just I just had like uh, withdrawals and just started uh, thinking yeah, about yeah. it all the time. It's so good. Like, I you're like, play this game some more. You're just, just thinking about it when you're doing other stuff, like you need yeah. to fix. <laughs> and they have so many. It's it's such a chasing, literally chasing the dragon. 
(laughs) (laughs) You really have to kill a lot of dragons that game. And also, it's like they give you so many different quests that it's like, I'm never going to complete this. I'm just going to keep playing it. I get a... It's it's a it is a gotta catch them all uh, type of mentality. Uh, especially especially you if you have that like anxiety where you have to do all the side quests oh, before God. you do the main quests. I, and I do, oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like I've, I've no, seen the 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 booklet for that. And it's then like, you do the main quest. Sections is thick, and it's like, and you've done so many side quests, and you're like up to level whatever, like fifty, and it's just like, and you just dominate the main quest. You just blow right through it because uh, your your guy's so powerful. I played three different characters. I'm still on my third one. But I, I've, I've come off it right now, for now. Oh, yeah. congratulations. Until I have another relapse. Yeah, <laughs> it happens. It. it happens. Yeah. Um, I mean, that that whole scenario that you're discussing with the addiction and the side missions, I mean, that for me is uh, pretty much my scenario with Arkham City, and I'll get into that too. But, you know, when you get into those games that, you know, you're just going to really get glued to uh, one of the little tricks that I like to do because, uh, you know, it's really annoying when you have to go to the bathroom. Is, am I wrong? You yeah. know, you got to pause the game and you got to go to the bathroom and then you got to wipe yourself and then come out and then Man, un- unpause the game. Time just goes. Yeah. It's, it's a real pain in the ass, so I like to hook up my, my catheter <laughs> uh, just so I, you know, I totally bypass that whole step, so I just get to keep Staying yeah. in front of the screen, and you know it's great. Yeah, you, you just put in the catheter, uh, attach the feed bag, and you're good to go. Make sure you got your water bubbler. Yeah, yeah, that's all it is, man. It, it's, yeah, you got uh, one of those new ones that like easily attach. So you just yeah, plug wor- it right in. <laughs> word to the wise: if you're one of those people that uh, you know doesn't want to deal with the hassle of urinating uh, in, in a in a bathroom mm-hmm. while you're playing video games. Uh, the catheter works wonders for me. So, mm. uh, not to get too far off topic, let's uh, let's continue here, boys. What, I want to hear what your uh, your your hitch the wagon reminded you of. Oh come on, you, you guys don't know. Oh yeah, I, I, no, I, no, I, I, I got know. a pretty good idea. <laughs> but it's I, I got a pretty good idea. I just want to hear you yours. say. It. <laughs> yeah. Well, you I'm know, leading you into it, you see. I, <laughs> it's a segue. <laughs> it, 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 it's it's a good segue and. Uh, you know, I was never big into PC games, but I wrote down, you know, the ones that I remember mm-hmm. enjoying. And even though there were a lot of educational qualities to the Oregon Trail, I used to love, uh, you know, putting like a team of, uh, of pioneers together of, of my friends and, 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 and watching them die of dysentery and the flu and things that people, snake bites, snake, snake bites, bites and yeah, yeah. things that people don't die of anymore. Uh, and then you know I'd make I, I would I would make it I would always make it uh, out west but I'd probably always be the only one left. Mm-hmm. But then I uh, you know there's <laughs> more land for me right? Yeah, yeah it's, 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 <laughs> it's actually luck of the draw that that happened. You you don't have much control over which character gets like the good food. And <laughs> yeah, I'm kind of just blowing smoke up everyone's ass. I I, I don't think I I ever made it out west. To tell you I the truth, know. I think I always died of dysentery. Yeah, everybody <laughs> everybody I know always. Uh, would always name name the, their pioneer family like really terrible things. So then, like, then you'd end up in situations where, like, my dick got snake bite. <laughs> <laughs> and then, you know, you figure we were probably in like the the fifth or sixth grade playing that game, and we thought that was so hilarious. Yeah. And it was, <laughs> and it still and, is, and it still is. Uh, my vagina died of dysentery. <laughs> 
so yeah, yeah and uh, I got I got another I got a list of small uh, a small list rather but of uh of PC of other old PC games that I really liked and we'll get into that but uh, uh I actually um I do kind of want to hear a little bit more what Holden's got on his list here. Alright, so I left off Mario 64, just super influential because it was like the first 3D platformer ever done right. Um, moving on the list, I will go with Resident Evil 4. Ooh, um, I'm not good a, title. I'm not a huge fan of survival horror, and when I ended up picking it up, I just, I always, I heard great things about the fourth game. I didn't know about too much of the uh, the backstory because uh, each of the games has something to do with one of the other games. Mm-hmm. Um, was never hugely into survival horror, uh, but this game actually played more of like as an an, ad- um, an adventure game. Mm-hmm. Um, the the story was fairly decent, um, and the gameplay was great. And by the time I got through it, I was just like, "Whoa, this is this was awesome." I mean, it didn't hurt that I ended up picking it up for like twenty bucks on a whim. So I have like a weird vendetta against uh, not a vendetta, but I have a weird um, thing against zombie stuff in general because I don't like that there's no character to the villain, really. Like I have something. Uh, yeah, they don't have personalities. Yeah, typically. I need a personality yeah. for my. I need, uh, yeah. I need a motive. That's kind of like a man versus nature thing. Like, yeah. Like. Zombies are just, that's kind of a disease. That and I'm a scaredy cat. Yeah, no, I don't like, <laughs> I'm not a big fan of horror in general, but I ended up playing no, I'm a big game. horror guy in this room. And, and I, I, I do have to agree though, that is my one qualm with, with zombie media, and I, I'm a big zombie guy, I, I love 28 Days Later, I love Walking Dead, I love Left for Dead, uh, I love Resident Evil, I love uh, The House of the Dead, anything with dead in it, The <laughs> Evil Dead, <laughs> that's not a game, uh, that's a movie, but it should be a game, uh, all that stuff for me, but I understand what you're talking about, you know, if you're facing like Count Dracula, you know, you got somebody with like, you know, a sleek personality, he's kind of a slime bag, who, yeah. you know, preys on women at night, you know, I've come to suck your blood. Yeah. He's like a sex like, offender. Yeah, exactly. It's pretty much, yeah, like yeah. uh like a vampire slash sex offender, absolutely. But that, you know, he's got a personality, he's got charisma, and you got a, like, you know, a zombie, which is just kind of like a, a mute creature just going, tastes great. Less filling. <laughs> it's uh, it's it's not the same. Although you know, I do, I am an advocate for for zombie material. No, no. Well, it's it's excellent when it's done right. But uh, over the past few, you actually over the past like twenty years, it's really like flood. They've really flooded the market with a lot of. It just seems that one uh, one undead creature after the after another like really picks up in popularity. And then gives way to another one. Like it's, oh, vampires are hot. Now it's zombies. Then werewolves. Yeah. Now vampires again. Then zombies. There's never been a big werewolf surge. No. Yeah. Well, they didn't really pick no. up like they did. They just, they don't have that, that werewolf sex symbol. They're always well, that's, sort of that's like exactly, an ancillary. That's exactly what I was going to say. Because you look at vampires and they've been sexualized very much in all sorts of different types of media. Uh, if you, you even look at, uh, you know, other things in the horror genre, like you look at zombie me- media and uh, maybe the zombies themselves aren't sexualized, but sure enough, you better believe, you better bet, 
your money that the the survivors that are uh, trying to uh, get away from the zombies are going to be sexualized. But then you got something like a werewolf story, and it's just big hairy behemoth, and it's just hard to sexualize that. Yeah, you know? yeah. Like, what are you going to do? You going to or have- like a creature from the Black Lagoon type thing? Same deal. It's slimy and yeah. you know. You got your like. What's going to happen? Like, like you you get your your werewolf hero, you know, and then. And then is with the the female protagonist, and then it's like the end of the movie, and then like what's romantic? Like, would you expect her to just like get on all fours while he just goes at it like doggy style, literally, and howls at the moon? <laughs> I think that would make for a great premise for a film. Uh, <laughs> in fact, I'm gonna get over to the you know my Microsoft Word after this and get going on a script. Sounds fascinating. <laughs> Um, but yeah, Resident Evil Four. I also played that one. That was yeah, a kick-ass. I never got game. into the Resident Evil series. Yeah, actually, yeah, was, uh, I also enjoyed that because I also actually finished the game. Mm-hmm. There are a lot of games I play and I never play them to the end because, like, like I'm frightened by closure. <laughs> it's just like, right. oh, it's over now. Like you get like that self-satisfaction from completion, but like. If it's actually really, really good, like I just don't want to ever stop playing it, and then I'm almost I end up stop playing it. No, I'm with you on that one. I'm I'm very guilty of that, especially with Arkham City. I need like a goal. I I, I do I do need to complete things like that. It's like or like no, especially if they night. give you like a list of things and give you a percentage. Speaking of uh, games that will give you uh, never give you closure, um, if I may add, if I may throw in a uh, honorable mention, you an- may Animal Crossing. Oh jeez! Yeah, I remember watching you play a lot of which Animal, I love Animal Crossing. Yeah, well, that the game's so open ended. Like the way they designed it, they made it like, oh, it's just going to be part of your life now. Yeah, and like the way that like the clock is set up is it's every day is just it's on real time. Yeah, so you're just you're like, oh, you have to, um, oh, you want to come to this uh, celebration? You got to wake up. At like seven in the morning, dude. It's like and do the morning yoga. It's like a trap. Like if you're unemployed and you're playing yeah. that game, you just like start. I could just imagine people like like getting their lives to revolve around it. Because the thing about that game is there thing only certain things happen specifically at certain times within the game. Right. And its clock is set to your own personal clock, which means that like certain events are going to happen during the day. Right. Yeah, yeah, you can't, you can't do it. And um, it's just gonna be torture for some people. Like, they really look forward to, like, a week-long vacation so they can do stuff, like, during the, the week game, yeah. in the game. And it's like, ah, oh, well, I gotta be home by five because that's when the mailman comes and I gotta talk to him about something. <laughs> <laughs> I'm never gonna get my magazine straight if he, uh, I don't get, I don't get there in time. It's such a weird game because it's just collecting stuff. All it is is just, like, the whole point of the game is just to collect, like, be a pack rat. I just collect things. <laughs> actually, and build your house up. Oh yeah, this is actually a good segue to another one of my honorable mentions: Harvest Moon '64. Mm. It kind of, it's uh, it was just before uh, Animal Crossing, but it's really get the same premise. Mm-hmm. What you are is you're this, you're this, you're this guy, and you inherit like your farm, and the whole point is you got to clean up the farm and make it like turn a profit. So you're basically just going around, growing crops, like looking around for wild berries in the mountains. And then another major aspect of the game 
is that there's like five eligible women within your local town, mm-hmm. and you can talk up any of them and like give them gifts and stuff. It's like The Bachelor. Yep, yep. And then kind of uh, reminds me of The Sims a little. Gonna... Only, only this one you'd like. You're like once you get them to a certain like heart level, then once you, can, you get them in your van, then you know, then you can you buy. This, you can really go to town. What what was the item that you need to give them in order to like propo- like propose for marriage? I forget. It was like a type of flower. Or something? It, I forget. I Wouldn't it, it be like a, a ring? Oh yeah, yeah. It's like a special flower that only grows in the mountains, and then there's also like a like a like a blue feather. Or something, or is yeah, that what you I to- give them? I totally forgot because I had the, or I have the, the blue g- feather that knocks them up, and then you have like a kid. <laughs> oh yeah, I think that is right. There's a feather that yeah that yeah. you have to have a kid. But I think you're right. Yeah, you get to like go up into the mountains and find this like really rare flower, like I, from Batman Begins. Yeah, yeah. No, like you gotta. <laughs> I think you like it only grows in one spot Breathe. in the mountains, but you gotta like buy the seeds and then water the thing every day. Yeah. And then, and then, like once it's like there, then you pick it, and then like, then us. But as as simple as it sounds, to just like water crops, mm-hmm. and like, and like milk cows, and like feed chickens, it is probably one of the most addicting games I've ever played. Me too. I've, it's such I played like, the g- simple, I played the g- repetitive tasks. I played the girl <laughs> version. Did you? The, they had came up with the girl version for GameCube, and that's the one I bought. And I, you were a girl, and it was just it was just flipped. So all like the guys in the town, I guess, were the bachelors that you had to choose. From. Oh yeah, yeah. So I was like hitting on guys. Yeah, yeah. Yep. And it was a what, was little it, role what, reversal there. Did right. you still have to bribe them with gifts? Yeah, pretty much. Wow, that's so ass backwards. I know. <laughs> Uh, You'd think I could just show yeah, up and be hot. Yeah, you're just like, hey, I'm the I'm in great shape because I run around uh, taking care of my own farm all the time. Like the least they could do is just be like, here, have some mountain berries. Yeah, that's that's a uh, that's funny of Harvest Moon to act like guys need to be impressed. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, you're uh, killing me. Yeah, that is definitely a warped reality. I'd say, wow. But yeah, I think it was it was like the same game and the, the same engine and everything. They just flip, uh, flipped the skins, basically. Do you ever just wake up at like three in the morning and be like, "Shit, I gotta feed my chickens"? <laughs> yeah. Oh. yeah, that's what I do with Animal Crossing all the time. Couldn't you know? Uh, do, to, do you allow? Like, it pretty much allow you to do all the same like, stuff. There's a ghost that comes out in two at two in the morning, so I gotta play right now. Yeah, it's like you want to go talk to him. Actually, I play it Saturday nights and get the the music from the dog. KK Slider he used what? to play music Saturday nights. <laughs> he used to go down to the uh, the cafe or whatever, or wherever he was oh. playing. And the first one it was the train station. But you can to... buy a meager living while you're paying off that yeah, your loan buy... to Tom Nook. And I loved I loved the music and that KK Slider would perform for everyone on a Saturday night. Well, you know, uh, all the animals in town. To, to each his or her own. Uh, but I'll get off Animal Crossing. I, don't know. I think we're we're due. It's it's time for you to have an honorable mention, Andrew. Mm-hmm. Yes, indeed. Oh, all right. Well, uh, if that is so, uh, I have a lot of N sixty four games on the list. I guess I'd I'd like to rattle through my Sega Genesis picks first. Uh, yeah, just do those. We'll go. We'll bounce back and forth. We yeah, got a yeah. Thing going now. Yeah, that sounds great. Uh, for for Sega Genesis, um, one game that I absolutely couldn't put down as a young lad was uh, Spider Man Maximum Carnage. It was just it was. 
a very a game that was very well written. It had a lot of characters. Uh, the gameplay itself was very satisfying. Uh, Spider-Man, you know, he was definitely like a character that could beat the beat the piss out of everyone else. And I don't know. Uh, it was one of the. It was a sweet side scroller beat 'em up. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. No, no. I think it was actually named after like a pretty big Spider-Man event that like I never hear about anymore. Oh, I'm sure you're probably right. Yeah. Uh, obviously, like the big villain in that is Carnage, and uh, you know I gotta assume that sprung from whatever Maximum Carnage story arc that that was in place at Marvel. But yeah, that was an excellent one. Uh, I really loved Vector Man. I thought that game kicked ass. Uh, beat I don't know it. If I ever played it. Uh, it was pretty cool. It was actually right when uh, the. 32X expansion pack or whatever you call it uh, came out and and the graphics started getting just like a tiny bit better but people were like like really pumped about it uh, so it went from like 16 bits to 32 bits and everybody was like oh my god you know nowadays it's very it's laughable but at the time yeah Vector Man it just you know there wasn't much to the game. It was just pretty much, you know, he's a big green robot and he's killing other robots. But, mm-hmm. I mean, once again, good side-scroller. Uh, a lot of good side-scrollers. I'm, I'm going to yeah. rattle off some names of, of weird side-scrollers for Sega. Yeah. A uh, weird kind of um, Earthworm Jim. Earthworm Jim. So yeah. uh, Booger Man. Yeah, I think it was like Booger made Man? by the same people. Yeah. yeah, made by the same people. Like, Ah, Real Monsters, the video game. Yeah. Wait a minute. That out. was a thing? That was yeah. a thing, yeah. yeah. I didn't know they had their own was game. A, there was a Ren and Stimpy game, too, I think. There was. Uh, um, I had a Ren and Stimpy game, but it was for, like, Game Gear. Yeah. Yeah. I think there was some good. There was like a good Simpsons game for, for Sega, right? Or was that? Or is that Nintendo? Uh, well, both actually. Uh, mm-hmm. Simpsons was out. I mean, they they had games for PC for Nintendo, mm-hmm. uh, and then the the arcade game that was really popular. Most arcade games are still Sega, mm-hmm. and uh, because of that, because of the arcade game success, they had a Sega Genesis game too. Yep. So. Yeah, Simpsons games, and they were all good games, I thought. Uh, Earthworm Jim probably being the best one out of those. Oh, totally. Short list, but yeah. They did a Beavis and Butthead one, too, which was, eh, it was alright. Yeah. Wasn't that great, though. No, yeah, the whole premise of that game was like, you're, it was like a, a side scroller, but you gotta go to different locations to try to pick up stuff, cause like, your guar tickets got shredded in a lawnmower, and you gotta like, go around town looking for pieces of them to get into the concert. Yeah, <laughs> and you're, you're like, only defense is to like burp and fart on people. Yeah, well, I think I guess you pick up like other other weapons later on in the game, like spitballs and yeah. like, other stuff. That was a, that was like probably the the golden age of crass uh, <laughs> premise side scrollers. Oh, absolutely. Um, just to throw another good Sega side scroller out there, uh, one of my personal favorites, and in, once again, it started as an arcade game. Uh, Sunset Riders uh, it was a Western game. Uh, Never even played that either. Yeah, it, it's um, you know, it was popular in arcades, and then it made its way to Sega Genesis. Uh, and you could be uh, like either the the cowboy, like the you know, the white guy with blonde hair with the pistols, or you could be this badass Mexican guy. I was always the Mexican guy with the sombrero, and he's got like you know, uh, uh. Like a Gatling gun, and and uh, mm. you know you're on rooftops, and and you're 
yeah. shooting at people and there's stampedes running through and uh, you can jump on and off horses and things like that. And uh, I don't know. I, I just loved it. I thought it was great. Um, um, for a side scroller, you know. Right, right. If if I may uh, say another one that I know we both have in common, I don't know if it's on your list, but uh, actually, is it on your top five? I don't want to blow it already. Oh, it doesn't matter. Okay. Um, uh, greatest heavyweights. Oh God, yeah. Well, uh, no, I I, I I specifically left that off my list because I knew it would be on your list. This was one of our yeah. favorite games. It's a ever. Yes, yeah. yeah. It's a mutual. It's, Barely didn't make my top five, but it's it's an, it's very high on my honorable mentions because it has hilarious um, voiceovers, voiceovers yeah. of uh, I almost want to bring it up on the thing if I can find it. But uh, that, oh, that would be that would be very cool. But okay. uh, yeah, hilarious voiceovers, and they're supposed to sound like you know the the famous boxers like Muhammad Ali's, like I'm so pretty, I'm king of the world. And then um, Rocky Marciano is like, "I'm gonna embarrass you." And then there's all this, all the other boxers trash talk, pansy, sucker, don't run away, sissy, sissy, pansy, sucker, and it just kind of like goes in a loop like that, like it, while you're uh, while you're trying to to play the game. I don't know. It's it's definitely uh, the best boxing game ever created. Uh, I would say <laughs> that's a that's a bold uh, thing to say. I, I, it's my favorite. I mean, you know, there's Fight Night and there's uh, Ready to Rumble and all that good stuff. Yeah. And obviously, you know, the gameplay is a little better. But uh, I just love, I just love Greatest Heavyweights because yeah. they got all my favorite Greatest Heavyweights. The voiceovers are hilarious and the game is just a lot of fun. Yeah. yeah, unfortunately, as as, I don't know if I can find the uh, the sound, actual sound effects, but we'll see. As far as boxing games are concerned, I think I feel like all the advancements in technology has kind of made it harder to make a real quality game. Like back when the game was just like real simple, just like th- this like right punch, left punch, like, and then you got your your dodges, and then you got your blocks, body body head. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, that was your. I mean that that was like the the meat and potatoes. That was the good stuff. Now that things have gotten kind of complicated, mm-hmm. like a lot of the games now, they're like, oh, you swing the analog stick like this, and it's like realistic. Especially like I love the UFC games, but they are very complicated with like as far as rotating. I haven't played one in a while. Like Last the, one I played yeah. was uh, jeez. It was like the 2000 one. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, that one was really good. Um, it's, uh, but you're right. Yeah, it did, did get complicated. And there's, you go to the ground, you have to like, rotate like a, the analog. Yeah, yeah, there'd be like a shitload days. of button mashing. Yeah, yeah. Oh, those are big button mashing. But I do yeah. like those games. Yeah, regardless. I mean, there's a certain amount of technique in that one, too. But at the same time, too, it's like if you don't block when, like, like if you're not, like, not lucky and they hit you just right like you're done and then like right. most of that game you spend like like loading up the game to actually mm-hmm. play the thing and then if you're like 10 seconds into it and someone just like knocks you out like you're just like I'm loading yeah. it's so if, frustrating yeah. if I do get a PS4 that's probably going to be a game I get though it's one of the UFC the whatever new UFC yeah I, well, actually I don't even know who's like, got the rights anymore um it used to be the people from Ukes. They uh, make good fighting games. They, they did do. the WWE yeah, games for the longest. Um, Some of the best ones. But 
I think EA's got one now. I don't know. Maybe there's just a couple MMA fighting games. I could probably do a full hour on just wrestling games, by the way, because I've played like everyone in history. I'm probably not going to get the new one because uh, I have a specific reason. I got the last one, last year's one, and I don't have a next-gen system yet, and they just totally slacked on the... On the older system, they're just they're not yeah. supporting it anymore. No, they just didn't care about it at all. It's, it was just like kind of like a remake of last year's uh, for the same system, and they oh. just except I, I heard it was really good for the next gen system. Was just was a shame. Didn't I hear that you could be Arnold Schwarzenegger? In the new one, yep. Which is bogus, but I mean, I, it's it's hilarious. Too. Yeah, they they're doing a lot of cross promotion the WWE with. Uh, the Terminator movie. Well, everything else. Yeah. Didn't Steve Amell just appear on Raw? Yeah, like, he's, like he's going to be on, um, yeah, on Monday night. And he's, Arrow versus Stardust. Yeah, SummerSlam. So is like he like a legitimately like trained to do that now? Who? Steve the, Amell? Probably not. I but doubt it. It's going to be a tag team thing, I think. Oh, it's so going to be like... So he'll come in and then it'll be like, I got the magic chair. Right. And he hits Stardust in the head with the chair. And mm-hmm. he's like, oh my god! It's yeah. a slobber knocker. Yeah, actually, Jim Ross Stardust is not there anymore. And, uh, yeah, you know. Bad, Bad News Barrett versus uh, Steve Amell and, and Neville. Neville, yeah. Who's, who's amazing. Neville, who's Neville? He's a very high-flying dude. He's very, he's incredible. Uh, smaller guy, jacked, British dude. He's he's an incredible to watch. Really? Very, very, very exciting. I don't know. I, I think he'll make dude, a great red I, arrow. Every time I hear you guys, like, you guys talk about like wrestling, like I, it piques my interest and mm-hmm. then, like, no, so it's just that, like, so much of my free time is already monopolized by video games and comic books. Yeah. <laughs> that, like... Yeah, like, I, I don't get a chance to, to watch wrestling on TV because of my work schedule, but what I like to do is, like, I'll watch the YouTube videos from, like, you know, the the best, you know, highlights of, of the week, mm-hmm. you know, so I'll sort of know what's going on because I'm, I'm kind of getting back into it, you know. I was really into it during, yeah. like, the Attitude Era, and then I kind of fell out after high school, but it's, like, definitely, like, I, I'm having a rebirth with it, you know. Speaking oh, it's, of, uh, it's definitely the great American soap opera. Yes, Nathan, uh, WWE Attitude, WWF Attitude for N64 at that time, terrible, terrible game. I uh, remember Warzone that. Warzone yeah. as well. Yeah. Horrible games. You had, oh, like, that's the, yeah, you had to have these weird, like, button combinations yeah. just to, like, do, like, the simplest moves. Because, yeah, and because the, uh, THQ made the WCW games, which is another honorable mention of mine, uh, WCW vs. NWO World Tour and Revenge were two amazing, like, the first great wrestling games, even though I loved Royal Rumble for Sega. Oh, uh, Royal I, Rumble for Sega was awesome. Yeah, that was so a great good. game. But um, yeah. So I'll just blow the off the the wrestling stuff yeah, right now. Yeah, yeah. But, dude, get uh, it, get out there, get, get it out, out there. there real quick. But um, yeah, uh, that stuff was. They had like the strong grapples, and it was like very simple, but um, fun gameplay that WCW did. And then THQ jumped ship to go to WWF and started making great, great games. Uh, for them. Yeah, what was the first one? It was like WWF 2000. This is like before yeah, the WrestleMania new... 2000 was the one. Yeah, where... WrestleMania 2000. Another one's in my top five, which I'll save. <laughs> Alright. So. Well, yeah, no, those games are great. It was a lot easier to actually pull off some of the moves. Mm-hmm. And then it was really, it wasn't like some sort of like government secret, like yeah. hidden behind a vault on how to do your special moves. So you could be stone cold and do the freaking stunner to people, or you could, right. or you like, could be stoned and still be able to do the stone cold stunner. <laughs> you know, it wasn't that hard. Yeah, <laughs> you just hold a. 
Yeah. Pretty much. And then, um, oh, uh, Here Comes the Pain was a great PS2 wrestling game. Huh. Smackdown, Here Comes the Pain. Brock Lesnar. Oh, on the cover. I remember that. Great Shit, game. That, great was, game. that was back a while. Yeah. I mean, all right, since we're talking wrestling games, well, actually, this is in your top five, so we don't want to mention that, but. Yeah, I'll bring it up later. Um, one, one last wrestling game that I'd actually like to bring up, though, uh, is, uh, The Legends of WrestleMania that came out, uh, well, it came out for, I think, PS3 and Xbox 360. Hmm. Uh, the reason why I like this game, the gameplay wasn't, ter- wasn't terribly good, uh, but they had, you know, the best grouping of classic wrestlers, I thought, uh, out of all the, the games, the wrestling games that have been out there. The first couple Legends of Wrestling mm-hmm. were pretty bad. Yeah, uh, well, those that was a different company. Uh, Legends of WrestleMania was the actual only WWF. Ah, uh, okay. Um, was actually licensed by WWF. The Legends of Wrestling one was like a like a totally private like Hulk Hogan Hulk Hogan show. Yeah, yeah, like it was like Hogan Ultimate Warrior, uh, like. Those old guys, but there were definitely some, some significant people that were still under contract with WWF who weren't on the list because they were still affiliated with the company. Right. So it was only and like Rob Van Dam was in it randomly. Yeah, which, yeah. Which, which like a legend in his own right, and is looking at ECW probably the biggest name to come out of ECW. Oh sure. But I don't yeah. want to get into wrestling too much about that. So I could go off. But uh, yeah, that's uh, there were there was definitely uh, that was a separate game, but yeah, the same idea. Of just the all all legends game, yeah. I I just that's why I like that game is pretty much just because of the mm-hmm. characters, the the different. I mean, they had they had almost everybody I was expecting to see in Legends of WrestleMania, which was cool. So yeah. almost everybody. Mm-hmm. Uh, was Randy Savage in that? I don't think Randy Savage I made think it on there. He might have been. I don't know. I gotta go sure. back and play it when there I was, get home. There was some bad blood at that time between Hogan and Savage. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, other, oh, you mentioned The Sims earlier. I just wanted to jump back to that real quick and just yeah, say sure. that was one of my big PC games. Same here. So, uh, yeah. for a lot of people probably, that was very popular. It was fun to, I downloaded a lot of mods and made like, Dragon Ball Z characters and Gundam Wing characters like all live on an island together and played Survivor and put a moat around it. <laughs> and when someone got kicked off the island, you put a little thing to go into the water and made them swim around until they drowned. <laughs> <laughs> it's fun to play God, huh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, shit. I don't. I don't know if I should really disclose this, but it's too late now. Uh, one of the real creepy things I used to do with The Sims in high school is like I used to. Uh, Make all the female characters, the girls that I liked in, in, in high school, but they didn't know that I liked them. <laughs> but like, them. this was like this private little, like, creepy fantasy I had of like living in a house I and have, having children with her and stuff. And I get it. <laughs> it was bad. That was at the point where like, I had to start going back to the gym, I think, and getting into other hobbies because, because mm. it was getting unhealthy, I think. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I think everyone's been there, Andrew, so. I don't. Everyone in this room, maybe. Yeah. Uh, we need a bigger room to feel less awkward. All right. Let's so I guess uh, I'll have some more mentions. Yo, yeah. Mo- moving, moving right along. We still uh, got them. We have a few more. So this is fun. You guys. Oh jeez, I got like so many more. Uh, I guess I'll just like touch on like some of my ones that I feel are important. Um, Do it up. 
So another one of my uh, honorable mentions, when I was younger, I used to play like so many RPGs, and one of them I feel doesn't really get enough recognition is Xenogears. Uh, Xenogears is a game, it's got, like, the storyline itself is a real deep, I guess the whoever the Japanese guy who uh, produced it is just, like, real into, like, a lot of German philosophers and stuff, <laughs> and between, like, Freud and Nietzsche, and the whole premise is that, like, they're on this world, and what happened was, is there was this spaceship that, like, crash-landed, and then all the people who survived, like, ended up forgetting so, like, they'll dig up stuff and be like, oh, that's from the ancients, and they'd have these enormous mechs. So they'd just be like, oh, well, whoa, that's technology from the ancients, because in, like, all these games, well, in this one in particular, like, anything from the ancients is more, is a lot better than anything from, that anyone in the modern era can create. And then it turns out there's a lot of, like, conspiracy and stuff, and it's just a really rich story. And the gameplay was good, too. It was uh, on this combo-based system where they'd give you X amount of points to spend on moves when you're fighting. Or you could just, like, do, like, a one-punch thing and then save it up and do one, like, enormous combo. Hmm. And I just... I thought it was a really, really good game. It was really fresh, um, mostly because it had a lot to do with, like, the Japanese with their mecha culture and their kind of... RPG stuff is just a lot different than the games you find in the states. Right. Um, so that uh, that is definitely one of my honorable mentions. Probably mm-hmm. one of the best uh, be- RPGs I've ever played. Uh, another RPG I've played is it came out for SNES, but I never had an SNES. But so when I heard that this game came out on on PlayStation, they were going to re-release it. I was like. So excited, and this game would be Chrono Trigger, and this game was so ahead of its time. Like you, like you know, in RPGs when you're walking around, you don't see everyone in your party. Well, in this yeah. game, you did, and then you could also see the enemies on the screen. So when you ran into them, it wasn't like you're just walking around in an empty space, and then it's like, Ch-ch-ch-ch. oh, you're under attack, and then the attack music comes up and stuff. <laughs> um, right. This game had a lot of interesting ideas. Um, it started off in the modern era, and then you accidentally go back in time, but then you find out there's this alien called Lavos, and he's in the Earth's core, and he's, like, sucking the Earth's energy up, and he's going to destroy the world, so you have to keep going back in time and back and forth in order to get enough equipment and become strong enough and get your party together, yeah. and, like, in order to stop the this invasion, because I guess uh, they had it that in, like, 1999 was the day of Lavos, and... Lavos comes up and he's just like, oh I must, my have, God. must have missed that. I don't know where I was in 1999, but <laughs> well, they, I, don't, they, I don't remember Lavos showing up. I, I, they must have stopped him. Yeah. yeah. But, um, <laughs> it's true. It was really good, uh, story wise. It was really interesting because there are all these different times you get to visit. There's like seven of them. And I just glanced something on your, uh, uh, and honorable mentions list that I should be on mine as well. Sneak to peek. Why don't you share it with us? Streets of Rage Two. Streets of Rage oh, Two. Fantastic game. Probably so one of I my own, favorite side schools. I of own all time. that yeah. one. Fantastic. Such game. a good game. Awesome, Great awesome beat 'em up. Game. Just going through. You get like sweet abilities. Yeah. Like oh sweet a pipe. And then you just go house with the pipe. That that came out for the virtual console for the Wii uh, a few years back, and I remember I played it played through it again a lot. Very difficult game. Yeah, once you get pretty far in it. But on the, on the console, game. it is. I remember I had it for Game Gear, and I think I was only able to beat it like four times. 
but like like I'd be you'd be playing it in a sitting. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is back before like the memory card came out. Like right. that that really changed gaming like enormously. Oh, yeah. The ability to save your life. game <laughs> and stop and then go like like go rehydrate inside. and eat something and then go get some fresh air and then come mm. back or go to the bathroom. That yeah. too. Yeah. If, well, not if you. you're one of those people that like doing it. Goes to the bathroom. You got you got your catheter. So. Right. Uh, so. but <laughs> I, I like to be prepared. Okay. I, I yeah. played that greatest heavyweights and uh, like the X Men game for Sega. Also mm-hmm. a good one. Um, on uh, I had a Sega Nomad, which was you could actually use the Sega cartridge and put it into it, and it took yeah. like eight batteries or something like that. And it was just this big clunky thing. That uh, I got, and you could play se- actual Sega con- uh, cartridges on the go. On on the go. Yeah, so it's, it's very Sega cool. had a great library. They were yeah. like, as a company, they really messed up. Well, mm-hmm. the thing about Sega is they've always been masters at creating games, especially arcade games. But when it came to consoles, they had trouble competing after Gen- after Genesis. Genesis, you know, they had them in. They almost had a monopoly going. I mean, Super NES uh, was, of course, very competitive as well. But after that, uh, everything that Sega was putting out uh, in regards to consoles, uh, Nintendo and PlayStation were trumping. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know? they were always trying to get the jump on, like, uh, like they wanted to get the jump on... Uh, I'm like Nintendo and them, so they're like, "All right, well, we're going to reduce the 32X or Sega CD or Dreamcast." Uh. Yeah, and I mean, and those two especially, and then Dreamcast came out around the same time PlayStation and. Uh, well, no, then then they put out the Saturn, which oh, the Saturn, yeah. Saturn didn't really have much support, and then Dreamcast was like their make or break, and like that, I think Dreamcast is the sole reason why Xbox is a thing right now, is because they're like, "Oh, well, hey, well." Uh, We'll just do the same type of software, whatever that Microsoft uses, and we'll go consult with them. And then Microsoft looked at it and they're like, "Yeah, your thing's dumb." And then like a year, <laughs> la- a year later, Xbox comes out. It like it's like it looks exactly the same as Dreamcast. Like the controller looks the same, but, but it's black. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're like, "No, we have better branding." And I'm like, Ugh. and then that's when Sega was just like, I, I feel like you're almost, I feel like you're almost doing a Bill Gates impression there. <laughs> <laughs> no, your thing is stupid. Hey, everyone, buy Xbox. <laughs> uh, oh, too funny, man. Um, what else we got? Let's finish up these uh, honorable mentions as we uh, approach ten minutes to the mm-hmm. hour. All right. Well, I got one that Nathan will agree with. Yep. Zelda Ocarina of Time. Ah, uh, yeah, the classic. Yeah, uh, Definitely fantastic story, beautiful graphics, revolutionized the targeting button so you yep. don't get lost in 3D space. Um, great uh, story. Great story, amazing, like, really fun items. Great uh, animation at that time. Uh, probably, like, the premier uh, 3D adventure game. Yeah. Like, what Mario 64 did for platformers, uh, Zelda Ocarina of Time did for for adventure games. Yeah, all those like things that first came out with N64, those those were incredible like uh all the stuff that were like launch titles like like Mario 64 like Wave Race mm. uh Star Wars Shadow of the Empire. Yeah, all yeah. Those, those games that were just like totally different than anything anyone had seen before. Yeah. At that time. Well, N64 the like the, the 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 amount of graphics and processing power that came out the same time as uh mm-hmm. 
as PlayStation and Saturn, and PlayStation and Saturn were 32-bit systems, and N64 had a whole extra 32 bits. Yeah. And, like, uh, back when bits was a thing, now it's like 1080p. Yeah. <laughs> I would be but, remiss not to mention GoldenEye. Oh. oh, that's on my list, yeah. Oh, okay. I, I got so many N64 games to talk about. Oh, yeah, that was probably one of the more influential first-person shooters. Just, like, everyone played that game. And I, I live, even more than GoldenEye, probably, I played a lot of Perfect Dark, which was incredible. Mm. Perfect Dark was uh, a more, much more polished version of right, GoldenEye. which I loved. Yeah, no, I think I like... Great, great shooter. That thing was like the like the weekend game of choice when you get together with your friends. Mm-hmm. And you could even you could play solo, but you could play multiplayer. They had like the bots you could put on. And there was so much extra stuff you could do. Yeah, and you that, could give them different uh, styles. Like you could say like, "Oh, this guy's like a sort of more reserved uh, yeah. player." Yeah. Or, like, or like this, this guy's, guy's an aggressive. asshole. He's just throwing timed mines everywhere. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was a great game. Let's see. Um, let's see. I wouldn't be doing anyone any favors if I didn't bring up Warcraft Three. Um, I, I love real-time strategy games, uh, but I don't really have any in my top five. But if I were to have one in a top ten, this would make my list. Warcraft Three. Uh, the campaigns were so solid. The the selection of units, the differences between the different races. Is they each have their own playing styles, real easy to get into. Um, they they introduced the idea that you could have these heroes, and actually a mod of Warcraft Three called Dota ended up springing up other games that like people play professionally, like around the world, like Dota Two, uh, and and League of Legends. Right. Yeah. But they're like Which is huge. just whole teams of kid, like like young adults, like. Just professionally playing for large sums of money against each other for the, in these Ooh. games. Those are like, you know, you raise the stakes like that and you're gonna get a whole different fan base, huh? Yeah, I heard there's like this big scandal. I guess you can get Adderall over the counter in South Korea, but now you need- <laughs> Oh no! So like, <laughs> you, you're like, like I guess a lot of kids were using it to like be really good at the games. So it's like a performance enhancing drug. So now they need a, like a doctor's note in order to get it if you're if you're a professional which, gamer. Which still isn't very hard to get. That's, that's the gamer capital of the world, the PC gamer capital of the world is South Korea. Oh yeah, no, oh, I like believe it, they yeah. they fill up like like concert halls with people just watching people oh, yeah. play these games on these giant screens. Wow, I remember that back in the nineties, all those real time strategy games like Red Alert. Oh yeah, Command and Conquer. Oh, Red Alert, I loved Red Alert. Tiberium uh, Sun was the third Age one. of that Empires was, yeah. was another one. Yep, Age, Age yeah. of Empires. Yeah, yeah. Cool no, game. I mean this, man. I, I, I do love me some. And of course, Starcraft. Right, another, Starcraft. Yeah, that was yep. another uh, huge one. Yeah. Another great Blizzard game. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, since we're talking about PC games, I might as well just go for it. I'm gonna rattle off the rest of the PC games I have. Get them. Um. So. First, I, I want to talk about, uh, you know, I'm trying to remember, uh, I mean, you guys might be able to help me out, but the, the, the company that came out with, like, Doom and Quake and, and Wolfenstein, it's, it, the name is not registering right now. I think brain. they've, um, I think, like, the, the, the studios, like, renamed themselves a couple times. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I can't even. It used to be, that. like, ID software, but, well, actually, I, I don't even. Oh know yeah, I, it was ID software. That's what I remember, anyways. So let's go with that for now, for for lack of uh, research. That you know, that you, I'll take the heat for that. But um, 
Yeah, Doom, uh, well, Wolfenstein came out first. Wolfenstein, I mean, and they're all basically, like, very similar in style. They're all RPGs, you know, first-person shooters. They were among the first, uh, first-person shooters that came out. I think Wolfenstein uh, was the first. Yeah, first I believe, I believe so. Come. Yeah. And you had to put your Packard son into MS-DOS mode to run it? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, man, that was that was old school. But <laughs> Wolfenstein, uh, obviously, you guys know. But for those of you that don't, uh, you're an American soldier in World War II fighting Nazis. Uh, in Doom, I mean, you know, there's been a feature film. There's been three Dooms, right? Three, three. They're, I think they're working on a fourth one. Working on yeah. a fourth one. Well, but like it's the first Doom was just great. I have like Doom three. Um, Everyone played Doom. Three Everyone of the loved game. Doom. Doom was uh, uh, like the same as Mortal Kombat at that time, where it's just like the game that everyone had to play because it was like so shocking at that time. It, re- it, it really was, yeah. And the three modes you could play are like, like, um, like before, like, like these these packs come out with extra levels and everything. That's mm-hmm. kind of like the first ones that ever did because there's like. Like the first one, which is like knee deep in the dead, and then there was the second one, which I don't remember, and then mm. there was like Inferno, and then, mm. but they, each of these ones there was like nine levels, and then at the end you'd like fight this boss, but like it would never matter because everyone knew the codes for like invulnerability and like weapons. Yeah, yeah. I, I even I did. Yeah, I had a brief uh, Unreal Tournament. Um, Unreal Tournament was pretty cool too. That was a very similar well, was a little game later. Too. Yeah. But yeah, um, I played a lot of Unreal Tournament, and that was that was a good one. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you know, a few years after I think Doom Two came out, uh, we had Quake, which was sort of like Doom on mutant growth hormone, if you will. Uh, I mean, the graphics were a little better, the monsters were a little scarier, uh, but uh, it's a very similar game once again. But all those games, you know, they they were super addicting, super fun. Everyone played them. Uh, they're a big part of my childhood for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, those games definitely worth mentioning. And then to wrap up with PC stuff, I just want to mention two real old school games that came out in the early nineties. Uh, first one being King's Quest. Uh, this game. Was it was a thinking man's game. Exactly, that was probably the best way to put it. Um, definitely an adventure game. Uh, you know, you're a squire and you have to go through all these different uh, little side adventures to, mm-hmm. to eventually uh, get the crown. And they made a few uh, King's Quest games. I, I played the first one. The first one, you know, the graphics were absolutely god awful. I I want to say they're probably eight bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was just a lot of fun because it was like solving a puzzle, you know. So if you're into that kind of stuff, uh, and you know, all the right. typical all the typical fantasy elements, you had elves and dwarves and dragons and knights and. What have you? Monsters. All that good stuff. Oh yeah, oh yeah. All that. Uh, juicy. And and they're they're actually they're making a new King's Quest PC game uh, right now. Oh, they made it. It's coming out soon. I don't know the exact date, hmm. but it is interesting, and I think I might pick it up just for kicks and gigs. 
And then uh, along the same uh, the same sort of time period, this other kind of like weird, different game that came out for PC uh, called Leisure Suit Larry. Ah. I don't know if any of you guys have heard or I've remember that. I've never played that. it, but um, I know about it. Yeah, I've heard of it. That's the one where you like you you play all these mini games and you're trying to like bone these these wiz- That's women. all that's all you try to do the whole time. You you well first you got to get your leisure suit. Like that's <laughs> a whole thing. Like you don't start off with the leisure suit. You got to you got to earn that shit. So then he gets like the all white like disco Saturday Night Fever look going on with the platform shoes. All you can't really tell because once again it's an eight bit, but right. <laughs> you know the pretty much the whole premise of the game is walking into different nightclubs and trying to like hit on girls and then you get to choose like what you know you get a couple <laughs> options as to what you want to say to them and one's like extremely crass for you know for that time period and yeah. then the other one is like really gentlemanly and obviously like. It's not hard to be to, to pick, you know, the right answer. You know, you could to, do a whole show about uh, like shocking sex things in video games. Like I remember when Duke Nukem came out. And oh you could go yeah, to, go to the strip club. The strip uh, club. Yeah, you give them and cash and they flash you. Yeah, yeah. Duke Nukem. You know, like, Shit. Whoa! And like at that time, everyone's like, you know, you put a code into Mortal Kombat and Sonya will show her boobs. Oh, I remember people and going. Everyone was like, no, that's, <laughs> not a, "That's not a thing. That's not a real thing." Well, you know, you know what was a thing is uh, there was a code for Tomb Raider that you could you could get Lara Croft naked. Uh, once again, I mean, it's a video game. Yeah, I mean, what's the point? Well, but, most of the time, like, you only do that now if it's like mods. Yeah, I mean, I, I I never gave a shit enough to to actually uh, find the code and and, and mm-hmm. use it for Tomb Raider, but I, I knew it was out there, so. If but, I had known that back then, I would have bought a PlayStation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I would have been all about that. It's right up my alley. Uh, well, um, I think at this point, let's take a little break. Uh, before we'll before and- we break, I'd just like to plug the uh, studio real quick. Um, for those of you out there uh, looking to start your own podcast, uh, contact Nathan Burke... That's uh, who is present at this podcast right now with us. Uh, he is the owner and operator of Hotcast Studios in Beverly, Massachusetts. You can reach him at nburke18 at gmail.com or visit the website, hotcaststudio.com. Uh, yep, yep. And... Uh, Nathan will hook you up with some state-of-the-art equipment and get your podcast up and running. Yeah, so like our fan uh, fan page on Facebook and also follow me on Twitter at I am Nathan Burke or at Hotcast Studio and direct message me about starting your own podcast. All right, we'll be right back. <laughs> 